This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, October 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Farm bill extension inevitable. Dairy producers make progress on GIs. Trump seen vindicated and eating less fat. Comfrey doubts farm bill this year. Four lead farm bill negotiators plan to meet this week in an effort to break their impasse. The meeting requested by House Agriculture Chair Mike Conaway expected to be tomorrow. But a GOP member of the larger House Senate Conference Committee that is formally charged with approving a farm bill agreement says she doubts any real deal can be reached before the end of the year. Iowa Senator Joni Ertz says that based on her discussions with Senate Ag Chair Pat Roberts, there's just no way to resolve the dispute with House Republicans over SNAP work requirements. Ertz told AgriPulse, I think of the lame duck we'll be able to at least work on an extension of the expired 2014 bill. A mixed outcome for dairy and Mexico. Swiss, mozzarella, Edom, Havarti, and Gouda. Well, those are just some of the cheese names that Mexico has agreed to ensure that U.S. producers can continue to use despite European efforts to restrict them as protected geographic indications, or GIs. The agreement comes in the form of a side letter attached to the newly renegotiated North American Free Trade Agreement, or renamed now the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement, or USMCA for short. There are some cheese names that U.S. producers won't likely be able to use when exporting to Mexico, though. That's because the EU already persuaded Mexico to protect those names, and many more as a part of the free trade agreement that they are negotiating. U.S. Dairy Export Council, the National Milk Producers Federation, and the Consortium for Common Food Names had hoped to get Mexico to backtrack on those protections it already agreed to with the EU, but it didn't happen. Canada already agreed to the EU's demands for food name protections in the Comprehensive Economic and Trade Agreement that was announced in 2016. Trump negotiating style seen vindicated by USMCA. Farm state lawmakers have been raising concerns for months against President Trump's trade war with China, but Senator Ernst now says that the concessions that Trump got from Canada vindicate his negotiating style and the use of tariffs. Ernst said, it's a tool in the president's toolbox, and he used those tariffs as an opportunity to get people to the table. His style may not be everybody's style, but I think in this particular case, it's worked. Ernst also says she believes that farmers will now be willing to give the president more time to settle the administration's trade war with China. Farmers see that he is delivering on his promises, she said. I think there is a level of stability that's coming back, and it's helpful. That, in turn, could help two embattled Republican House members in her state, Rod Blum and David Young. It could boost GOP enthusiasm and turnout in November, according to Ernst. Bill Thompson reports in this week's AgriPulse newsletter that's hitting inboxes today that President Trump appears to have no intention of backing off on his use of tariffs, even though farm groups are eager to see them lifted on steel and aluminum from Mexico and Canada. Hatch eyes lame duck for USMCA. Senate Finance Chairman Orrin Hatch, a Republican of Utah, says he hopes to take up the USMCA after the election at a lame duck session. Hatch told reporters, I think we ought to move on the agreement as soon as we can. Now, the committee's top Democrat, Oregon's Ron Wyden, thinks consideration of the deal should be put off until 2019. 
Wyden could be chairman next year if Democrats win control of the Senate. Hatch is retiring and will be out of office. President Trump, in the meantime, is expressing confidence that the agreement will have bipartisan support. He said, I think Democrats are going to like the trade deal. They already do. A lot of them have come out and said very positive things about it. China cutting back on sorghum. Chinese importers didn't buy any U.S. sorghum for the 2017-18 market a year, and they're not expected to buy any for the 18-19 year either, that due to China's retaliatory tariffs, according to a new report from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Argentina and Myanmar are China's only foreign suppliers of grain other than the U.S., and they just can't fill the need. China is now forecast to import just 2 million metric tons of sorghum for the 18-19 year, less than half of the 4.3 million tons it imported the previous year. China is expected to bump up its production, but only slightly. Overall, the country is seen consuming just 5.4 million tons in 2018-19. It's down from 7.8 million tons the previous year and 8.3 million tons and the year before that. Pot proponents, a cost GOP appropriator. This probably isn't the best way to make a case for marijuana legalization. Two protesters with a group that argues that legalizing weed could be the answer to the opioid crisis were arrested yesterday after they confronted a Republican member of the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, Maryland Representative Andy Harris, outside his office. That subcommittee writes the annual budgets for USDA and FDA. One of the protesters said Harris slammed the door on her foot and at least one lit up during the incident. Harris says the confrontation, quote, demonstrates the problem with political discourse today. Well, Americans are cutting the fat. A USDA study shows that Americans have cut back significantly on their consumption of fats, both when eating out as well as eating at home. Researchers compared America's eating patterns in two periods, that in 1977-78 and in 2011-14. In the 1970s, fats accounted for 41% of the calories that Americans consumed. That has dropped to 32% for foods eaten at home, which is below the limit of 35% recommended by the National Academy of Sciences. For foods eaten away from home, fat contact has dropped to 37% of calories. That drop is largely due to changes in school lunchrooms and in restaurants. The fat content of fast foods is basically the same now as it was in the 1970s. Here's today's She Said It. If we end up impacting future generations of farmers with this deal, they have said they will live with a little bit of pain. They'll hang on as long as they can. That's Senator Johnny Ernst of Iowa on the attitude of her state's farmers to the president's trade negotiations. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, October 3rd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Dairy Management Incorporated and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.